0: This is the Wildland Fire Lessons Learned Center podcast. I'm Alex Victoria, Assistant Center Director of the Wildland Fire Lessons Learned Center here in sunny Tucson, Arizona. For the 2017 Week of Remembrance, the 4th Annual Week of Remembrance, the Wildland Fire Lessons Learned Center is releasing a whole pile of content. We want to tell you the story of one fire, the Nettle Fire from 2004. For the 4th Annual Week of Remembrance, a commemoration of the Arnell Hill Fire anniversary on June 30th, on the South Canyon Fire Anniversary on July 6th, the Wildland Fire Lessons Learn Center is releasing a variety of content, videos, blog posts, podcasts, and Six Minutes for Safety, all focusing on a fire from 2004, the Nuttle Fire. We take a close look at July 2nd, 2004, one shift on one division with many lessons. No one died on the Nuttle Fire. That said, it was a very serious situation. Fire shelters were deployed, firefighters were entrapped, and a very serious medical emergency took place, all simultaneously. The Nuttall Fire is an opportunity to take a look, a close look, from multiple perspectives at one single event. For a bit more context as to why we're examining the Nuttall Fire and this one shift on it, I got on the phone with Travis Dotson, Wildland Fire Lessons Learned Center Analyst, and asked him, so why are we talking about the nuttle Fire? First off,
1: I, w- I would start about uh, start talking about the Week of Remembrance and, and what that is, because this is all part of it. Um, and from my understanding, I don't have the best understanding, but fr- from my understanding, it's an intentional time frame beginning with June 30th um, and culminating on July 6th uh, dates that are near and dear to the fire community. Um, that's Yarnell and South Canyon. And this week of remembrance is uh, an effort to um, just recognize that, I think, um, and, and the, uh, the solemnness that comes with those anniversaries. and and acknowledging their proximity. Um, You know, the summer is filled with um, tragic
0: um,
1: anniversaries. And so that week, the Six Minutes for Safety uh, message is focused. It's it's an effort. And and from my, you know, understanding, we, we just put a little bit more effort in the morning, whether it's morning briefing or whatever we... There's a theme. And for seven days, we just use that time to reflect and to hopefully um, capitalize on some of the, the, the hard, hard earned lessons, I guess you could say. Um, and, and at a national level, that's, I think that's the, the main thing, the main effort there is that there's people in fire camps and district picnic tables and refuge engine bays across the nation talking about the same thing. Um, for the very real reason that um, um, during this time frame, um, fire, wildland firefighters die.
0: So with, with the 30th being the, the, the anniversary of Yarnell and, and July 6th being the anniversary of South Canyon, I mean, the Nuttall fire isn't a fatality fire. So why are we talking about it in between those two big events?
1: The Nuttall fire is going to be the context. You know, it's going to, those five days in between, um, those people sitting at the big picnic tables or, or whatever are hopefully going to use Nuttall and some of the scenarios that we present in the Nuttall fire story to have these conversations. And why Nuttall? Um, it's an old fire, you know, 2004. It's funny that that's old. Um,
0: that makes you but, feel old, doesn't it?
1: <laughs>
0: makes me feel old yeah. i remember where i was when i heard about nuttle you know um, i mean
1: well yeah i i heard it i mean i literally heard air attack i heard i was sitting up there at manning camp or not at manning camp but I was, I was i was running the crew at manning camp and i was sitting up um at reef rock and heard curtis on air to ground and i just it was just funny because we could catch some traffic and just started listening and then uh all of a sudden you could hear that uh it, it something was going wrong, and uh, yeah, for for sure, sitting there hearing one end of a conversation about some scary stuff, that's burned in my memory. And of course, you know that's that's part of it, um, of in terms of why nuttle But I I think why nuttle in between Yarnell and South Canyon, is because they're not that different. There's not much that separates nuttle from Yarnell or South Canyon, other than the fact that everyone walked away, it was that close.
0: That's a that's a pretty big difference, though, isn't it? I mean, how can oh, you? Oh s-
1: yeah. And and all of those fires were at that point somewhere in time, right? Um, before before Granite Mountain headed in headed down into the the bowl, you know, um, was that's the same time that um, Flagstaff was about to head down to H-4. That's the same time that Prineville was about to head up the line. You know, that's the same time. Not literally like the clock, although it's close on some of them, um, but just where, where a crew is in terms of making a decision to move. You know, that's three hotshot crews that made a decision to move right. Um, and based on this, what the information they had based on Intel from their lookout, all of that stuff, it's, it's, it, to me, it's crazy similar. And the outcome is drastically different, drastically different. And that's where you get people saying, no, you can't compare those because the outcome is different. And I'm pushing back and I'm saying, no, let's take the outcome out of it and let's look at the situations." Right. Uh, And, uh, and it's, it's, it's scary, but also I feel like there's a certain amount of freedom that comes with that outcome of nobody dying. There's a, there's a freedom there would there, we can talk about it a little bit more openly.
0: Right. And I
1: don't, I don't know why, I don't know why that is. Um, it's just different emotion, I guess.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, and that's, uh. One of the things I recall about Nuttall was seeing those, and I can't remember if it was the AAR summary or the deployment summary or, or whatever, but it was a, <clears throat> it was a document that, that looked like nothing I'd ever seen before. And that was kind of the, in my mind, going back to 04 uh, in the wake of Nuttall, was that was the beginning of kind of this, well, something's different here. And it was, you know, the talks they had, the, the response after the fact, Which you're right is largely uh, is certainly largely influenced by the fact that there were no uh, serious injuries. There was one serious medical heat-related, we now know, rabdo situation that was a very serious situation, but there were no uh, there were no fatalities in the uh, in the entrapment and shelter deployment, and uh, which is a critical difference, obviously. But um, what else? What else is a good reason for talking about Nuttall? Well
1: people
0: are around (laughs) right yeah yeah and Um, that's another thing for me too is having the chance over the last few years to get to to look at this one particular event that's the to me that's the thing i come away with which is in this case or any other you know serious situation um almost regardless of outcome i would say the uh it's hard to tell the the story the single story um, it's probably impossible to sell, to tell a single story we've we've led, been been led to believe that there is a story and for years there kind of was there was the official narrative the official agency account the report and people would read it and go well that that's what happened and of course that's not true because inevitably you run into somebody who was there and they say, well, that's, that's not really what happened. You know, they, they missed this and that and so on and so forth. So um, that's, that's what I look at Nettle is is an opportunity to really try to get as, you know, and and we've only got, you know, less than a dozen of the perspectives that were in place up there um, on July 2nd, but. um, For sure.
1: And I think the other going along with it being easier to talk about um, with, yeah, there, there is people to talk to about it, but it's also, it's, it's over 10 years. You know what I mean? So that lends a certain amount of freedom and perspective as well. Um, and, and, um, and, and I think that you're right. Culturally, we've gotten to a point where we accept what you're talking about a little bit more that, yeah, there can be multiple perspectives. And this illustrates it perfectly. Um, but I think I just think we're we're able to um, accept that. It's not as much we don't have to work as hard for people to to agree to the notion that a crew member is gonna see it differently than a squad leader and their squad leader is gonna see it differently than the overhead and the person that was flown into some random is gonna see it differently than the crews that hiked down in and the Engine crews that pull toes from the top. Everybody's going to see it differently. Everybody's going to have a different experience. Everybody's part of the story, and and sometimes they they they're in conflict, and that's okay, because um, that's what it's like. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, the, the how many people sometimes point to well, every report says that communication is an issue, and you some, some, somehow. Think that that means we have to have perfect communication, rather than you know why every every report says that communication is an issue because communication is an issue, period.
0: Right. Yeah. Tragedy, near miss, uh, accident, or not,
1: or perfect. A perfect. No bad outcome. Everything went as planned. The prescribed fire that stayed in, and all the additional resources were on scene. You know, the perfect shift. Communications. I guarantee you, w- w- there was some some struggles with it.
0: Right. Right.
1: Um, so yeah, I think that time and space um, and the absence of fatal outcomes um, provides us a little bit more um, comfort. I feel like in talking about a shift on a fire because we have that backup of, you know, all's well that ends okay. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of different ways to, to come at that, but that's that's a big thing. And, I, I you know, the other piece that we didn't mention is um, maybe it's a little bit more important for me, uh, being a, a Southwest person is, um, I mean, the list of people involved is a, it's a who's who of the Southwest, you know. It, it's Flagstaff hot Hotshot, you know. Um, Paul Musser, It's uh, Chris Wilcox, you know, firing group supervisor. Um, it's Curtis Eaton up in the air. Um, it's Dan O'Trogi's Type One team, you know. It's um, it, it's just these these are the these are the people I I came up looking up to, and a lot of people did, and. And um, you know, they've continued on to um, other aspects, and all the a lot of the people involved have continued on to you know fairly prestigious positions. Um, so yeah, that's that's part of it is the personalities involved, but that's true of every fire, I guess. You know, depending on where you're from, there's always there's always some big shots around.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess taking yourself back to 20, 2004, and knowing who was involved in this event, how did that change your view of, of this outcome at the time? Knowing that people like Chris Wilcox, who's what is Chris now? He's the chief of fire for the US Fish and Wildlife Service. Uh, Curtis Heaton, yeah. who's the director of fire in, in the Rocky Mountain area for the Forest Service. Well yeah, knowing that folks like that were involved, how did that change your view of the of Nuttle?
1: These are the operators. These are these are uh, people I look up to. And if something um, something that drastic happened and these folks were involved, what it allowed me to access was this notion that man, there's got to be more to this. There has to be some sort of um, I, I need to make sense of this. It was not as easy. It was almost impossible for me to say, "Oh, well, they they screwed up." Um, they, they it must just be bad firefighting you know if that wasn't I, I could not my mind would not allow me to to blame this on bad firefighting because of who was involved That's the simple way to say it
0: Yeah that's meaningful
1: and and what look, think of the power of that what if we could what if we could apply that sort of empathetic question to every, event that we hear about because of who was involved and i knew it immediately because i was listening to half of it um because of who was involved my mind didn't allow me to immediately go to oh shelters were deployed somebody was entrapped therefore it must be bad firefighting done by bad firefighters mm-hmm. like that just wasn't a place that i was capable of going because of who was involved um my heroes basically. And, and what it makes me think now is what if we could apply, I guess the questions I had in my mind at the time were there's got to be more to this story. There, there's got to be some circumstantial things. Wow, what I, I wonder I wonder what uh, the circumstances were. I need to understand this. Um, and you know, man, I hope everybody's okay and that kind of stuff that. What if we could view all incidents that we hear about that we don't have all the information for? What if we could hear them and, and view them with that sort of empathetic questioning? Um, I just feel like that would be a different approach from, from what I was taught, and I feel like a lot of people are taught, which is something bad happened, somebody screwed up.
0: Well, there's a few thoughts on Nuttall. Maybe you've never heard of the Nuttall fire. Maybe you've never worked on the Coronado National Forest in southern Arizona, where the Nuttall fire took place. Maybe you're there now on the Fry fire. Regardless, if you've never heard of the Nuttall fire, or if you have and have some preconceived notions about what happened, stay tuned.